0: Hello and welcome to Bygones, the McBeal Rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And Merry Christmas!
1: Merry Christmas!
0: I was trying to see the sound of Sleigh Bells and then I realised you can't <laughs> do
1: that with your mouth. <laughs> and I was like... The Christmas spirit. <laughs> Don't worry, I think I'm going to add sleigh bells over this whole introduction, so it's fine. Good. Okay, great. It I'll we'll pass. be feeling festive. It'll we'll be all good.
0: Well, yeah, because um, this episode, it's either going out a couple of days early, uh, a couple of days before Christmas, if you've been a patron, or it'll be being Christmas released Day. on Christmas Day for all you guys uh, out there, you regular listeners, not
1: patrons. Were you normed? <laughs>
0: And we're very happy to have you. If you're listening on Christmas Day or if you're listening a little bit after, that is fine. Um, I'm sure you're still feeling pretty festive. Yeah. Um, And yeah, we're here for the final episode. Final episode. I nearly (laughs)
1: went
0: final (laughs) No, it's no countdown anymore, we're there, we've reached the end of season two, not the entire series, I know, Um, season two, yeah, I can't believe it, we've made it, what
1: a ride,
0: what a ride, so, um, yeah, I can't wait to strap
1: in and analyse this episode with everyone, so, today, is Christmas, Christmas this Christmas day, we are watching listening no we are Just talking about <laughs> season two episode 23 let's kn- eggnog i yeah I, I, if only that was my excuse i know him by heart do you <laughs> no
0: <laughs> what does that even mean i don't, like know, you I don't know, know a phrase like off by, by heart, heart. But I know him by heart. Like, does that mean, like, if someone comes in the room... He's like,
1: which heart is his? like, ah! <laughs> No, <that> I, one. <laughs> I was
0: thinking more like, if a man comes in the room and he's the one that you're meant to be with, your heart suddenly goes, boom!
1: Like, I'll know him by my heart. Going, boom! <laughs> okay. It's a weird title. It, it, yeah. So... I mean, it's clearly because there's a song that plays. of oh, I know name. him. I think it's the title of the song. Is it? Yeah, I yeah. don't know whether it's a Vonda original or. A cover. I will come to
0: that because
1: I don't remember that. I've got all the
0: songs in the, in the episode okay. like research, but I don't remember that being one. But then that could just be my memory, and we'll come across <laughs> it.
1: Vonda is singing. I know him by that. <laughs> by Joe Schmo, <laughs> by, <laughs> famous singer Joe Schmo. <laughs> So let's find out. <laughs> okay, so I know him by heart. First aired May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety
0: nine. So what was happening in May, ninety nine. No one was drinking so, eggnog, that's for sure.
1: No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it'd be start of summer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not very festive. So we let's do move on. Christmas in July on this podcast, <laughs> so, and then when it's actual Christmas, we're talking about the height of summer. I know. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> We interrupt this program for Eleanor's Cultural Stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. UK number one. Yeah. Boyzone.
0: Ooh.
1: Uh. Mm. Um. I had a picture no. of you in my life. That's a great one, but no. no, no. You remember there? When I
0: needed somebody <laughs> I'm like, what? It's
1: just lyric. It just sounds like <laughs> But it's not even that song. It's, it's not even that song. I can't actually remember how it goes. Okay, so it's not one of those. Yeah. I think we're going to need to You're the that I breathe. Is that the one? I don't know. Is that Boyzone? I, I, boy I, I don't even know if that's Boyzone. It's called You Needed Me.
0: Does that oh, uh, it rings a bell and it's not a good one it's not a good one <laughs> um, Yeah, let, let me spotify
1: it. this you needed other streaming services are available me
0: <laughs> you needed me <laughs> yeah it's, it's a stupid ballad
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh god that is really I do not like even that. remember this He's so like, why? <laughs> you clean. <them> <laughs> and the guy in the he inhaler. <laughs> His voice ain't done that to you. Yeah, it's given me an asthma attack. I don't... This is not ringing about. bell at all. You gave me dignity. Oh, wow. Somehow you
0: need
1: me. You gave me strength.
0: I just remember picking
1: no. the piss out of this song a lot. I but don't remember it. But it's not very memorable. No, it's, it's not at all. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Uh, no, shut up. Not that's one, one of them. the good ones, I'd have to I have to say. No, terrible. No, no, not... not. <laughs> this really You've really let me down, boyzone. <laughs> like, you did do some tunes, and this is not one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they did. Like you, yeah, I didn't like that song when the going gets tough. That's a cover, tough gets go- yeah, but it was fun, yeah. Well, you know, uh, what's the one that was on that? It was one of the first like compilation CDs you bought. It was like a me, yeah, like, like me <laughs> live and kicking compilation uh, CD. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, there was a boys album. It was like a there. kids' TV show in the morning. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah. It's great. What was it? I can't remember. I don't remember. But it was then. on that album. What
0: was their debut their debut was that <clears throat> cover of in 94 of um Oh fuck me. Oh, the Osmonds like or something.
1: <laughs> the Osmonds! What was that? First single I'm trying to own, I'm gonna go to the we've really gone down a boy's own rabbit hole I don't love me for a reason let the reason be love that's a cover <laughs> but it's still
0: good
1: that's the one that was on your live and hitting yeah. album. That's,
0: okay, yeah, that makes sense. That was yeah. around that time. Um, anyway, let's move on from poison. I've <laughs> had enough of them.
1: US number one yeah. is still Ricky Martin with Living La Vida Loca. He's
0: still living that Vida Loca.
1: Living yeah. La <laughs> Vida Loca. That's actually a <been> like Cher. <laughs> Cher would do a great job of it. She absolutely would Okay um, Oh okay So this was uh, I came across this, I had never heard of this um, Is it something sad? Are you is. bringing us down on Christmas I'm Day? I'm bringing Elena? you down, I'm bringing you right you down You are bringing us down on Christmas? Yes I'm afraid so Elena, Look, This is what was happening In um, Back end of May Yeah. So 23rd of May um, World Wrestling Federation wrestler Owen Hart was killed after an equipment malfunction caused him to fall 70 feet from the rafters mm-hmm. at the Kemper Arena in Kansas City during a live broadcast of Over the Edge. Yeah. The WWF management controversially chose to continue the event. Mm-hmm. Later, Jim Ross announced the death of Hart to the home viewers during a pay-per-view but Uh, but not to the crowd in the arena. In the weeks that followed Hart's death, much attention was focused on the harness Hart used that night, especially on the quick-release trigger and safety latches. Uh, Four weeks after the event, the Hart family sued WWF over how dangerous and poorly planned the stunt was and that the harness system was defective. After over a year um, and a half into the case, a settlement was reached on November um second 2000 which saw WWF give the Hart family 18 million dollars yeah. his widow Martha used millions of this settlement to establish the Owen Hart foundation
0: I don't I wasn't aware of that at the time no but I have never heard of it my husband's really into wrestling so he's told me a few things about it and I appreciate it a lot more than I used to as a as a sport as a you know Entertainment. um but um yeah crazy I mean the whole Shocking Things have changed a lot um, But there's still A ways to go In wrestling But things are They treat their Wrestlers terribly It's really sad They don't um, Like Mm. They run them Into the ground Basically Like you leave That sport With umpteen medical yeah. bills and injuries and yeah. issues for the rest of your life yeah um, but they don't like they're treated as freelancers like right. they're not employees so they don't have to so provide any health insurance. no exactly
1: yeah.
0: oh, so if anything goes wrong they're like what's your the problem yeah yeah Jesus. which is shit because yeah. they obviously without them they wouldn't make the money well, yeah that of ditched. course not
1: um, and i think things i think things are changing but i still don't think they're there
0: not quite but, yet okay. yeah
1: um, 26th of May, following a 10 day trial at London Snare Brook. Uh, Crown Court, former London's burning actor, John Alford, oh. is jailed for nine months after he was convicted of supplying cocaine and yes. cannabis resin to an undercover reporter. I remember this. Alford had been the victim of a sting by a tabloid newspaper, a factor taken into account in his sentencing. He was released from prison six weeks later.
0: Yes, I totally remember this because he yes. had a weird like short-lived singing career because he did... He was really popular on London's Burning, he yeah. Sexy Fireman. Um, I didn't find him sexy, but other people did. Um, and he released, I hear others. He, he released a single sexy. on the back of that, and I think it was called, it was like a cover of Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me verify that, because I'm pretty sure that's what it was, because I remember him being in some of my pop magazines. That's um, amazing. Yeah, John Alford's Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what he looks like. Uh, not great. I mean, I don't know what he looks like. Let
1: me now, Google. But, no, look, he's here. He's here. Like it's in your eyes. I don't remember that at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was remember. in mags. Little oh, mags. A little smash hits. Yeah. Top of the pops. He looked like mags. a bit of a lad. Yeah. But he wasn't my kind of thing.
1: Thing. You yeah. were much more into Brian Harvey <laughs> Not that Brian Harvey would look much different, to be honest. But yeah, okay. But um, yeah, it just, it kind of reminded me, like... Actually, at this time, I was probably more into Leonardo DiCaprio, but... Oh, yeah. I've moved on. Yes, yeah, I've moved on. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. But like, um, yeah, this is something that tabloids used to do all the fucking time. To Lisa. To Lisa?
0: As in from... um... Oh, from... Oh, what? she was what? like, <laughs> what was his name?
1: Dappy? That, yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that group? Not Big Brothers.
0: Um, no. What are they called? Oh, oh shit.
1: God. I'm going to laugh so much.
0: What are they called? End Ndubs, that N-Dubs yeah. With her cousin Dappy and their friend Phaser. <laughs> <laughs> but they, she was a uh, victim of tabloid sting because she was a judge on like X Factor. Yeah. And doing really well. Her profile was like rising. She'd kind of shed the kind of chav for want of a better word image of n-dubs and was like touted to be like the next Cheryl Cole like the next like you know nation sweetheart yeah and like a a working-class girl done good kind of thing but then the tabloids did this big undercover operation for her was it just using cocaine or was it selling cocaine I don't know something like that um but yeah they really stitched her up good and proper but isn't
1: that the same thing that like Richard
0: Bacon Yes, it was. I a, think so, but years
1: later, Tanisa's more like mid two thousands. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I just it's that like hit like complete hypocritical thing of like oh yeah because no journalists in the media are, are doing anything <laughs> all with drugs.
0: Squeaky, really. Yeah,
1: especially tabloids. Yeah, uh, whiter than white, aren't they? Like okay. it's just like my god. But also, they come down so hard on. What are minor
0: drugs offences? Yeah, like really minor. Yeah, um, and just to like make an example of it. Yeah. Yet
1: loads of other uh, yet loads of other stuff like gets turned by. But blind it's, eye to. it's just that thing of like that's how tabloids, uh, you know, celebrity gossip operates. Is they they sell um, papers or magazines through. Building up someone to be this great, like you know, yeah, and then they absolutely delight in tearing them down because that again generates more people buying their magazine. Yeah, like it's a fucking game. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. It's horrible. Um. Interesting, okay. Yeah, 27th of May, uh, the Broadcasting Standards Commission upholds several viewer complaints about an episode of EastEnders aired on Valentine's Day that featured the killing of the character Saskia Duncan. Oh, yeah! Which the Watchdog Rules said was too graphic to be shown before the watershed. Oh nonsense! I uh, watched it. It was funny. <laughs> and just to remind you, Saskia was killed with an, with an ashtray to the head to the head by Stephen Steve, Steve Owen. Steve Owen. That's yeah. it. Yeah. By who was Played Martin, by Kemp. Martin Kemp? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Former
0: Spandau Ballet. Yes. Member. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. What an iconic death! <laughs> was, I remember watching that and being. That was when I was still watching Eastenders. Yeah. And same. I was like, same. Gripped. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And lastly, I've got twenty-eight. 8th of May Notting Hill released
0: A <laughs> kind of sequel in spirit to Four Winnings and a Funeral yeah it? is it actually a sequel or is no it just it's not no. an actual
1: sequel no no,
0: no. Um, but Hugh Grant Hugh
1: Grant playing what he was- I thought you said Angie Roberts. I was like, Angie Roberts. (laughs) I was like, Angie Roberts? Do you like Notting Hill? I can't, I think I watched it a couple of times. I think. mm, It's not as good as forwarding. No, it's not, it's not. But yeah. I just prefer Hugh Grant, like now, as he is, like the roles he does now. I think now he's. As in like the face of hacked off. (laughs)
0: Talking about journalists. Oh because yeah. no, no, no. he was like a big voice when it came to like holding these tabloids to account, account for the phone hacking. The hacking, hacking yeah, a victim of that. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. absolutely, good for him. Like, but I love the roles he's doing in like, like Paddington Two and Oh like, yeah, yeah. Evil. He was like the voice of. Um, uh, uh, an Adventure with Pirates and Scientists.
0: Yes, that's I love right. that. I love you know that know cartoon. who doesn't like Ukraine? <laughs> the cutaways, Justine and Ashley. Really? <laughs> they really don't like oh. But they have only covered, like, his, like, really, really dodgy, like, rom-com. Like, um, they're in, like, the mid-2000s in kind of tracking well, yeah, through. I think that's and, the like, thing. And, like, he had, like, a bit of a
1: yeah, dodge few But years I do there. think, like, his career... Like I, I, I didn't rate him back no. in the the. You know, I like him in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, but
0: off the back of that, they he really just, typecast yeah, him in sure films. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I
1: just feel like, and apart from say like. Uh, his role in Bridget Jones's Diary, where he's he's like the the playboy, like yeah. They um, just like to get. I just I think their last episode was Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason. Right. And they, didn't,
0: they didn't like him in that either.
1: Yeah, I like. I him, mean, that's not a good film. I like <laughs> for him in Four Weddings. I like him in the first Bridget Jones. I can't. I don't think I've seen any of the sequels to Bridget Jones's Diary. Mm. But yeah, other than those two films, I didn't really rate Hugh Grant as an actor. Yeah. But I think since he's like um gotten older and sort of moved away from the kind of foppish yeah. like um Doss romantic lead. Or yeah. Doss, yeah, Um I think he's been allowed to like do some like roles that are a lot different. Yeah. And he's like never been better, I yeah. think. Good so good day. I'm a big Hugh Grant apologist lately. Yeah. years
0: and if it's Christmas <laughs> and you're feeling like you want some Hugh Granty you know, love fucking you. actually. Yeah. I wrote a blog post about that that last Christmas yeah. for the Cutaways and talking about how I'm a love actually apologist and Ooh. I refuse to apologise for it. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do that. Do that. Do it. And it's a fun. lot
1: of legs, David. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do love that, but... So, yeah. <laughs> I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could just quote all of love, love Actually for you, but we can't because we must continue we have to business. talk about episode two... Uh, no, no. Episode 23 of season two. That's the one. Yeah. Um, okay, so, you ready? hmm We open. Uh, it's nighttime in Boston and Ali is in her bedroom at her dressing table looking really glum. And the opening bars of How Can You Mend a Broken Heart are playing, which is a lovely song. There, did you notice that there are lots of tissues around? Like she's been, either what hay fever. (laughs) Assuming it's because
1: she's upset. (laughs) Very, very upset. Um,
0: She switches off her lamp and she moves slowly over to the bed and she turns out the light and she lies down. And then she kind of rolls over and over to the other side of the bed yeah. where Al Green is there again, Yeah, real Al Green, actual mm. Al Green, and he's stood over and he starts the opening lines of the song and he's kind of shining, like yeah. a bit like uh, an angel yes. kind of thing. A bit like hey, how Haley <laughs> Joel Osment was yeah. in that yeah. episode that he was in. Um But he's clearly like an apparition. He's not like real, I mean, the real Al Green is playing him, but it's not a real, it's like a fantasy for Ali. Ali squeals because she's like startled by (laughs) it and she kind of goes over to the opposite side of the bed from where Al Green is and gets up. But Al keeps singing to her and at first she's like really shocked, but then she's sort of more, her expression changes to more kind of awe, like, oh my god, how amazing is this? And then she just bursts into tears and she starts singing along with him at the chorus and slowly, like, moves towards him. Um, and as we see her bed come into view as she's getting closer to Al, we see, like, the i are on it, sitting yeah. on it, doing backing vocals.
1: How can you stop? the sun from shining
0: (laughs) yeah she's doing back and backwards, and she dances with Al like around in a circle and then the music cuts out and we see Renee is at the door viewing what's actually happening in the real world and she just sees Ali dancing on her own and singing really
1: tearfully cry singing yeah (laughs)
0: and Renee creaks the door open, and Ali eventually sees her, and Ali doesn't stop dancing, and she's like, get out, and Renee's like, Ali, and Ali just goes, no, 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 get out, and Renee's like, okay, and she kind of backs away, and Ali keeps singing, crying, cry singing, I
1: know. and
0: then we're into titles.
1: I know, um,
0: I'm don't know about you but I'm concerned yeah like I've not seen Ali like this before
1: I feel well this is the thing like I said last episode Mm. like I think she's been triggered like into a real like bout of deep depression Mm. like and this is this is her spiraling
0: yeah I mean I'm really worried about the kind of note that this season's going to end on because I don't think it's going to be a high one
1: no sorry guys Merry Christmas yeah put some Al Green on yeah if you're feeling blue I know Um, but I I just you know though um you know I I've suffered with depression and I don't think my depression has ever manifested like this (laughs) like (laughs) You never saw how green in your bedroom. No, but but certainly um what I mean in terms of manifested like this is in terms of like being upset that I'm alone or, or single, like that being your kind focus. of focus. Yeah. Like that, your depression swirls round yeah. this focus. Um but I do know people that have had it like this. Yeah. And so I just have a lot of empathy for mm-hmm. her at this point. Like I just feel very. This sad isn't for
0: like. Her. Um, it's quite clever, actually, how they've played it because it's given what we've seen of Ali and how she does make her problems more important than other people's problems in a really insufferable way most of the time. Yeah, it's amazing that they've played it such that you don't feel that with this. Mm. Like this is different, you know. Yeah, this is different. clearly
1: um and actually your heart just goes out to her in yeah, a way i mean the don't. fact that she's pushing people away yeah like she's like i know this is fucked up but can you fuck off
0: yeah like that, that, yeah that's the difference actually you can tell when it's really serious when she doesn't want the attention for it.
1: yeah she's like can you just leave me alone yeah
0: and that's like when she actually does need yeah exactly that's just, when she yeah. needs
1: the support yeah. the most yeah
0: interesting so the next morning after titles Ali and Renee are reading different sections of the paper and Ali's got the golf section which I (laughs) was (laughs) was like where was she into golf (laughs) (laughs) really but she they're both dressed for work and they've got coffee and they're just kind of reading opposite each other and and Renee keeps kind of eyeing her warily um and eventually Ali notices and she's like all right what and Renee's Mm. like what and she's like you keep looking at me like I'm from Mars and, and Renee's like, no, I'm not. And I like, don't deny it. Just come clean. And Renee says that she's just worried about her. Um, and Ali wants to know why. And she says, well, how many people are getting haunted by Al Green? And Ali's like, I have fantasies. You know, I have fantasies. Um, and Renee's like, yeah, but you've got Al Green popping up in court and now he's in your bedroom. And Ali's like, and it should be Marilyn Manson. And I was like, what a 90s reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is Marilyn Manson these days? Um, but Renee, Probably retired. <laughs> he's a retired guy. <laughs> <girl>. Rich enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Renee says, you know what I mean? You said yourself you thought he was really there. And Ali's like, she says she could never be that lucky. Um, and Renee's like, what, lucky to be with Al Green? And Ali says, well, no, lucky to be with anybody who can sing my life. Sing my heart, and she's getting upset. And Renee's like, "Which is?" And Annie's like, "Broken." And Renee's like, "Broken." And I was like, "Yes, Renee, broken." And I don't mean Billy broke it, or Greg broke it, or any man in particular. It's just one gigantic stress fracture. Fracture. And then Annie asks Renee if she can call Elaine and tell her that she's not going to be coming to work today, or tomorrow, or the day after, because she's staying in her life, staying in her life. <laughs> because she's staying in her room where life is beautiful and she then leaves the kitchen and goes to her room and slams the door and Renee's like, oh, God. Yeah.
1: I really think, like, that should have happened. Like, she doesn't get to stay in her room. (laughs) Like, she doesn't get any time off. No, that's true. Yeah, we'll see that. And I, yeah, yeah, and I just think she really could have done with people just giving her a bit. giving her a break and some space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Renee goes to Cajun Fish um, and she's talking to John and Richard in John's office and telling them about it and Elaine is also in there adjusting John's tie for some reason Um, and Renee's saying how worried she is about what's going on because she's hallucinating um, Al Green's there she's not coming out of her room um, and (laughs) Elaine's like what's she doing with Al Green in her room and Renee's like not that Um, and she's like John this isn't like her normal issues this is something else and at that point Nell and Billy come in, and Nell asks what's up, um, and Richard's like, oh, Ali's cracking up, she's in a room now to Renee, and Renee's like, yeah, and Richard's is like, is she naked? And Renee's like, no, no, look, John, you seem to connect better with her on this inner world stuff, you know, you're just as weird, um, and she's like, I've tried to talk to her, but I think she's just not listening to what I have to say, because she thinks I'm too normal, so maybe she'd respond better to to nuts, <laughs> it yeah. at John. and at this point, through this like suggestion, Nell's looking more and more wary. Yeah, about she's it. not liking this. Um, Richard suggests that he thinks he should talk to her because everyone else has tried to connect to this loon at some point, and it's time she heard a little common sense. <laughs> Great, Richard. Right. Um, and John's like, and that would come from you. And I was like, quite. Um, but Richard says, oh, what would you do, John? Go over there. And and he starts, starts like, like doo, moving doo, his
1: shoulders. Doo, 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 doo.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Elaine starts shimming her shoulders as well. But then he stops and the track cuts out. And John's like, I heard that. And Richard's like, heard what? And John's like, Barry White. And Richard's like, exactly, if we wanted to connect with her on a cracker level, you'd get the assignment. And John's like doing a smile therapy smile <laughs> every time anyone's been calling him nuts throughout this entire <laughs> oh, conversation. <no. laughs> um, but then Richard says, but for common sense, I'm the one we should go- who should go. I would send Billy, but he might kiss her. And Billy's like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, bye And Nell is just looking thoroughly irritated. Yeah. And she's like, look, why don't we just leave her there? If she's going to behave like a 10 year old, why do we have to get involved? And Renee's like, because we're her friends. And Nell's like, I'm not. And Renee's like, well, then maybe you should just beat it. And then Elaine gets her camcorder out again, oh, no. like this obsession with like filming, filming stuff. Things. God knows what she's like now with camera phones
1: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I bet she's got like an Instagram channel that she's constantly <laughs> yeah. storing. Can you on. imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? She says before, <laughs> and I'm like, yes,
1: I can imagine because I do. That. <laughs> um, maybe I'm oh, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you setting up like a like Elaine account. <laughs>
0: oh my god the name parody account would yeah. be hilarious i wish i had time to do that unfortunately i'm running too many instagram accounts um
1: so um
0: yeah and renee's like well maybe you should just beat it um and elaine's got her camcorder out and Nell's like oh yes you like to intimidate oh i'm shaking so much i probably look like your
1: vibrator don't
0: i and i was like Nell, this stop is this not
1: when they go low you go high i know well i just think like yeah i Anyway, carry on. Yeah.
0: And Billy is like, all right. And John's saying that he'll go. And Nell's like, no, you won't. And I was like, you can't tell your partner who and what friend's aid he's going to come to. Like, you can't. Yeah. But anyway, John stammers and he ends on peanuts. And Richard's like, no, look, I'll go. Like, Nell says, enough is enough. And say they've decided that Richard will go.
1: I just really hate how everyone is being invited to give their unqualified opinions on Ali's mental health and how to react to it. Like, I'm just like, okay, Renee, I I get you're coming from a good place, but why, why are you going to, like... Well, I think she's worried and she doesn't know what to do about it. And
0: the only other people that she can think that might be able to help are... Richard and John, because they're her bosses, really, and they're the only ones that have any kind of power to put any support in place from a workplace perspective, which is where she spends most of her time.
1: Yeah, but then that should have been done in private, without Elaine, without Nell and Billy wandering in, like, I, I just think it should have been completely private between Richard and John and yeah. Renee. Yeah. Or even just John, if yeah. she, if that's the one she thinks would be best place to speak well, to Ali. Well, that's who um, Ali asked her to speak to in the first place. She was like, just call... Actually, she said call the name, Yeah, she, she yeah, did.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I just think, like, you know... Uh, yeah, speak to John and be like... Heads so up. So she's... Heads up, she's yeah. in a bad place. She might not be in for a couple of days you know, it it might be worth your while going over there and talking to her. But in the meantime, I'm going to call her therapist's office and say I'm concerned and what do you advise I do? You know what I mean? Like Like, professional
0: help. Exactly. This is the thing. Like, I gave Renee a not guilty last episode for actually recognising that she needs to... Yes. Like she, yeah. Yeah. Totally. The problem is, is I don't think she's going in the right place for those yeah, interventions. Yeah, I think. Like, why aren't you calling her
1: doctors? Yeah. yeah. You need to be. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But yeah. Anyway, I um I think Renee. Points for her, trying. Yeah. I and say, and, no and having things have come from the right yeah, place. Good
1: intentions, and you know, it's it's good that someone is taking this seriously. Yeah. Like you know, it, that those are all good things. I think she's just, yeah, like we say, gone about it in the wrong way a bit, a but you know.
0: Um, so Richard has gone to see Allie, who is at home. Um, she's fully dressed, but she has got into bed, and she, Ali's like annoyed that he's here because he's saying, <laughs> <Wouldn't> You be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the last line of the last scene, because as he left, Cajun Fish, he was like, enough is enough. And it goes into this scene and, and Ali's going, enough of what? And Richard's like, oh, enough of this, I'll be lonely forever stuff. And was like, Richard, did I ask for your advice? Did I ask you to come into my room? Did I ask? At this point, I want to throw in a, a cat hiss. <laughs> because... <laughs> Richard is there rifling through her underwear drawer. I know. And I'm oh, sorry, he's her boss. He's not been invited so over.
1: Inappropriate. In what world
0: does he think that having okay. her in there to look. To, he's there ostensibly to support her through a mental health episode. In what world does that mean that it's appropriate?
1: That gives you carte blanche to like my look through her underwear. underwear.
0: Like, I mean, even if he wasn't there for that,
1: like, get what? the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, no. Ugh.
0: And he goes on to say, if I waited to be asked, I wouldn't be here. If I waited for an invitation to go to a girl's bedroom, I'd never see the inside of one. And then he says, looking at some underwear, he's like lifting some up from her drawer. He goes, yours disappoints me, by the way. And he says, the point is, I don't wait. I do, Ali, and that's your problem. You don't do. You wait. You wait, you wait, you wait. Look at you, waiting for me to leave, waiting for the right guy to come along. <laughs> it's not that strange. I admit, a lot of girls do that. They wait for the right guy to just come along. And when it doesn't happen, it's back to the room they go. Some dream about Al Green. Others look at themselves and go mirror, mirror. What went wrong? If you want a guy, you've got to go out and grab him. Just grab. It's why God gave man the handle for women to latch onto. Fishism. And I'm like, we haven't had a fishism and for a no, while. We haven't. am not sure it's been worth <laughs> the <to> wait. <laughs> But Jesus Christ, this is like the manifesto for Me Too perpetrators everywhere. Like, just
1: grab. Yeah, fucking hell.
0: Um, And he's basically telling Ali to suck it up and get a grip. And then Ali says, I don't even want to be with anybody right now. I'm concentrating on my career, okay? And I was like, are you? But then (laughs) there's a gif moment of Ali's nose like growing like Pinocchio's and she kind of smacks her nose to push it back in. And Richard just looks confused because she's holding her nose. Um, And Richard goes... Ali, can I speak to you in private? And Ali's like, we are. (laughs) And Richard's like, oh yeah, I forget. Bedrooms are private. It's just mine with all the cameras. And there's two cowbells. And he goes to sit on the bed, like, next to her. And Ali is like, no. And she's, like, really trying to push him off. Um, But he, like, she gives up in the end. And he just says, Here's, here's the thing. You need a
2: guy, you want sex, you need a man to fulfill all your emotional needs with an above average handle and you feel bad for wanting all that because you think it makes you weak, a bad feminist, when in truth, every woman out there is exactly like you. They're all weak. God made you that way and it's sacrilegious to deny it. Go out there proud, Ali. You're
0: not strange, you're not different. I am woman, hear me whimper. And then Ali... I just
1: want to throw in a poop. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and Ali like evil eyes him and we hear this kind of kitten growl? Like, it's not like the growl that Ling, Ling does. does. It's like a weaker version yeah. of that. And he says, oh, you're trying to give me a Ling stare, aren't you? And we hear the noise again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's cute. I'm daunted sounding not at all daunted. <laughs> um, and he says, look, while I'm here, and he whips out his hand and he blows on his fingers as the precursor to a knee pit yeah. action. And he's like, a little knee pit as a pick-me-up. And he reaches under the covers. I'm
1: like, cat hair
0: Because totally uh, completely
1: un un asked for or unwanted. Unwanted.
0: Alice like starts giggling nervously to protest, but then she's like Richard And she, like, seriously smacks him out of the way. And she's like, I want you to leave. It is easier for me to pretend that you don't exist if you're out of my eye (laughs) line. And Richard pulls his hand back and it cracks. And he's like, bugger. And he gets up and he opens the door to leave. And as he does so, Renee falls in. And he's like, Renee, are you still looking for that catcher's mitt? And Ali is really suspicious. And she gets out of bed and she's like, walks over to them. And she's like, what is going on? Did you send him down here? And Renee says no but at the same time Richard's like yes (laughs) and Ali just bundles Richard out of the bedroom and shuts the door and tells him goodbye and then she says to Renee did you tell them that you were worried about me and Renee's like actually I I and then she's like I went to tell the biscuit comes clean yeah and Ali's like I can't take a day off that's a big crisis and Renee's like ever since that case last week where the woman was making up her lover in her head and Ali like dramatically face palms because she's like, What the hell? This is yeah. like way too much overkill. Um, but Renee continues and says, You've crossed the fantasy divider into hallucinations. Now, I admit I don't get this imaginary world you dip into, but what I do know, you've always been in control of it until now. Now you seem lost.
1: I'm like, has she always been Mm, in control of it? Because remember when she kickboxed a little boy halfway across the road? Has she always been in control? Well, I I
0: think it suited Renee and the rest of her friends to think that she has because it's
1: meant that they don't need to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, But now they can't ignore it anymore. Can't ignore it because she's getting up in court and singing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ali says, oh, that's ridiculous. And she sits down and Renee's like, are you lost? And Ali blinks. And then she goes into her Al Green hallucination again as he sings next to her more like, how do you mean no broken heart? No yeah. no one. And she like mouths along. Yeah. And then it Sarah. stops. It stops. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then Renee is going, tell me what you're thinking right this second, Ali. Tell me. And Annie goes. This woman, in that case,
2: she made the guy up, and and so did
0: I, or, or I have,
2: I guess. And every time I hear a love song on the radio or I go to a movie, I tap into this guy who I've never met, but I know is out there. But he's not out there, and, and I I guess I'm finally starting to deal. With that. John Cage told me, John, you know, John. He, he knows me. He some somehow he. What did he say? He told me that the only world that wouldn't disappoint me would be the one I made. is that i have always fought against realizing that i had my ear to the door Mm -hmm. i heard somebody nonsense which fish was saying but one thing he did Say. say about not waiting for the guy on that is right starting tomorrow you and i both are going to be dating machines oh never mind they're out there we just gotta go get them and that's what we're gonna do dating absolutely well what about my hair i can't
1: and i was like what's wrong with her hair it just looks fine i think it's that thing you do make up in your head like yeah. reasons why you can't do something well
0: the thing is renee just looks at her and goes Ey doing great like not no, convincingly and i was like why are you saying that it looks totally fine fine <laughs> and then it's like trust me okay they're out there and i was just kind of like and that was the end of the scene yeah. and i was like this is not the medicine no she needs that's right now.
1: exactly what i said like i'm just kind of like this is just reinforcing the idea that all ali needs is a man and she'll be happy mm. and it's like she has mental health issues that are not going to be fixed no. with a relationship because her, her, like I said last time, her depression, like the root causes of it, are not to do with her singledom. Right. Like I think her toxic ideas about, you know, and unrealistic expectations around like love. Yeah, I think are are setting herself up to fail, and I think are definitely unhealthy and and are are not helping like it it feeds her depression but it's not the root cause of it no like it's just another it's just something she has to
0: she's unhappy in herself yeah for some reason until she deals with that she's not gonna get any kind of solace in anything else finding a man finding friends finding you have to find a way to be happy happy with with yourself
1: yeah completely like she's got and she's not she's just she has set her hopes and all her like dreams of happiness on the entire idea that just being coupled up with the one is is gonna save her life like her life can begin that's the thing it's like it's like she feels like her life, all her problems are going to be solved by mm-hmm. being in a relationship with, the, with her soulmate. Yeah. And like, until she finds that, she will never be happy and her life cannot begin until yeah. she has that.
0: And I think what she's coming to the realisation is, is A, that narrative is not real no it's a construct that society's made up so she's like well if that's not real then how the hell am i gonna my life gonna be saved yeah without realizing that it's nothing to do with any of that it's actually to do with
1: your relationship with yourself yourself. yeah Yeah. relationship with yourself is so is so fundamental to your own happiness yeah and, and sense of yeah just general contentment and mm-hmm. satisfaction with your life mm-hmm. like if you don't have that in place it doesn't matter who you meet you're yeah. not gonna be happy no exactly. until you've worked that out
0: and it's annoying because Renee's throwing this like well let's just go dating that's not letting her get to that realization no,
1: it's it's a distraction yeah anyway
0: Um, Annie comes out of the elevator at Cajun Fish holding a, she's kind of got everything organised in an awkward way, like her briefcase is being held up to her chest and she's got a Starbucks cup in her mouth (laughs) and like, it's like, just hold them in one hand each like what are you doing <laughs> but anyway she runs into john um john's like oh Annie, hello and ali's like hi and he gives her her messages and he's like you're looking well and ali's like suspicious like thank you John." <laughs> and then billy and georgia come up to her and they're like being really nice to her like oh hi how is everything and they're like fine and ali's like really guarded like fine (laughs) then elaine comes up behind ali and elaine's like ali and ali wheels around going and then elaine smiles and she's like sorry you didn't deserve that and elaine says but why should that stop i love
1: that line it's so funny and ali's
0: like it's just that people are saying hi to me like i don't know and elaine's like like you're an escaped mental patient, and Ali's like, Yes, Elaine, something, something like, like that. <laughs> and then we hear Ling's voice behind Ali being super friendly, <laughs> being like, how are you going? And Ali's like,
1: Okay, that does it.
0: She turns around and she's like, Ling, can I speak to you in private, please? And Ling's like, Sure, that'd be fun. And Ali's like, Cut out the night. <laughs> and Ling growls, Yes, and they go into her office. Um, so Annie has stormed into her office and Ling has followed her and shut the door and, and she kind of sits down. And Annie asks Ling if she does makeup because she knows she does hair, but does she do makeup? Um, and Ling says, Look at me, is my face not flawless? <laughs> I love
1: <that> line. <laughs> Is my face not flawless?
0: But then Ali is like, Yes, Ling, it's without flaw. Is that a yes <laughs> you do makeup or no because you don't do makeup? <laughs>
1: she's like, I don't need makeup, but yes, I do makeup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Ali sort of explains that she's going on this big dating spree under the theory, You never know. And she says she wants to look her best. Could you do me? And Th- Ling's like, would I do you? <laughs> and Annie's like, what? Like, folding her arms. And Ling's like, "Annie, I have a friend. We won't mention any names. She doesn't do very well with men either. And she can never quite figure it out. She wants to find somebody who wanted somebody to find her until she realised maybe instead of a man, she should be looking for a woman. And Annie's like, well, I'm looking for a man. <laughs> and <laughs> Ling's like, but have you ever been with a woman? And Annie's like, no, have you? And then it's like, my friend, and she gets up yeah. and walks to, to the side, side of Ali until they're kind of side by side. She said she thought the idea was ridiculous until she realised men don't really know how a woman likes to be touched. Only a woman can really know. One night, my friend, she let herself. And I was like, let herself? And I he was like, be touched by another woman. <sighs> it was so knowing. <laughs> and it wasn't until that point that my friend had any idea any idea at all and was like oh well good for her like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm happy for her and then Ling says stick out your finger and Ali's like why and she's like please could I just lick it just to try something and was like thinking about it and then she's like okay and she kind of holds out her finger without looking to the side and then Ling just goes gross and I'm like
1: objection this is my... Objection! Yes! Yeah. That's so good, because I've put yeah. objection,
0: objection, a thousand times, objections. It's
1: Unforgivably homophobic.
0: How terrible.
1: Because she literally runs to the door. Yes. And Richard is like, what's going on? And Ling's like, I tricked her to see if she's a lesbian. And I think she is.
0: And she looks just disgusted yeah. by the entire and I'm just thing. Like,
1: and it just made me... I literally, my face like dropped, I was just like, I feel so sad and upset for not only like, you know, the character of Ali being treated like that in that moment, but also for any gay women or girls who watched this at the time and might have internalised that kind of disgust and shame about their sexuality because of jokes like this i just i was literally like that's so fucking horrible
0: well i think about it in terms of my thoughts about my sexuality um i've never been with a woman but i do have bisexual feelings yeah um and if i had i just feel so pissed off with the world that if I had realised that sooner, if there hadn't been these types of depictions, that kind I of, might have been able to that, explore that yeah, a bit more. Yeah,
1: that you know? kind of, like, messaging yeah. that those kind of feelings are disgusting and yeah. everyone's going to be disgusted. Because I do
0: remember around this time, what year was this? 1999 99.
1: So I would have been
0: 14 about to... Go, what year is that?
1: Uh, year, uh... Uh, nine
0: so at the end of this we would have gone into year 10 11 yeah I guess it wasn't until a couple of years later so we went to an all-girls school yeah um and a couple of years later I think year 10 and 11 was when you first started getting rumors going around about like oh she's a lesbian or she I think she's gay or whatever
1: well I I don't remember to
0: people in our year but it was always said, like, it was something to be ashamed of.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, she's but a lesbian. I, like. I don't really remember that happening in my year. Or it my definitely class. happened in my year. Because I remember there was a friend of mine who um all through, because, you know, like, from year seven to nine, mm. you you do all your classes mm. with your, your form, form group, and then yeah. year 10 to 11, you, you kind up. of got yeah. split up a bit, and you would end up, I ended up sitting with people from my form group that I'd never really socialised with before in, in those years... Um, who I never thought I had anything in common with yeah. because they were popular or whatever. Like yeah. they were. And, and one of the girls I was friends with through that process. Yeah. She was really open about having a crush on Cheryl Cole. Oh, great. Even though she was, even though yeah. she was like, <laughs> even though she dated boys. Yeah. And I think, I think in later years, she, she did come out as lesbian. Right. But she, she was very kind of, And I remember just being like, oh, okay, well... But and I don't remember any kind of the kind of thing you're describing there was a lot of the kind of thing I'm describing in my year but my year was particularly pitchy. I mean your year sounded like it was horrendous Yeah, it was like mean girls but on steroids yeah um I either either that wasn't happening in my year or I was completely oblivious (laughs) to it I'm not sure but I do remember what I do remember is girls in my year being paranoid that because we all went to an all-girls school right that that is how we were viewed at by like people who went to mixed schools right like which is is so fucking stupid
0: but also what makes me sad looking back is that um there wasn't any kind of uh promotion and uh for an all-girls like statistically if you've got an all-sex same-sex school quite when a percentage of them are going to be gay <laughs> yeah. or bisexual but there was just no no recognition
1: of that no recognition of, that, of yeah. that
0: no safe space for that no, no at all. like promotion not of that being all. a healthy thing yeah no was, not at all it was something to be ashamed of or yes. whispered about in a corridor yeah when I was there yeah um, and I really hope it's not like that now no I, I really I, hope, yeah, it I hope isn't I hope not but yeah. um, you don't know I haven't been back there so who knows no. but just it's just interesting to think about this episode in the time timeline of when i was at school and what people were saying that was very definitely the attitude yeah. like oh, so i think she might be a lesbian
1: oh, God. and it's
0: just like and it makes me I really remember sad. i
1: remember now you mention it i remember people the rumor being that the pe teachers were all gay Oh, yeah. And and that was, like... Well, I think that's a rumour in every every school. school. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) But I do think there was a kind of, like, ooh, pervy lesbian trying to get into our changing rooms. Like, that was definitely a thing as well. Yes, I remember that.
0: And it's interesting because... And the other... The the flip side, and I think I've spoken about this before, about bisexuality, certainly, um, is that when we got a bit older and we're into attracting uh, male attention there was this thing around oh if you like les off a bit then men will be interested yes. and I really wasn't interested in that no, either because that yeah. made me really uncomfortable so I just kind of just didn't think about any kind of just pushed it down just was like oh well I'm sure nobody needs to hear about that I'm like <laughs> 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 Um, but I just didn't want to be accused of either being like a gross lesbian or a lipstick lesbian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, well there's no place for me, I guess yeah. I just yeah. don't think about those feelings. Because I was attracted to men still, so I was like, yeah. I could just do that and be fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um so it's just it just makes me sad because there must be so many people it's just if I believe well, if if what recent research into sexuality has us, believe is that actually way more people are going to have bisexual tendencies than pure hetero pure homo yeah um so actually pure homo <laughs>
1: <laughs> pure homo pure hetero i believe there's a huge percentage in the middle that yeah. actually, uh, i think both i think it is i think we've said this before like yeah. i think there's Actually, the minority are going to be either purely and homosexual sex, yeah. or purely heterosexual. Everyone else, I think the is majority actually somewhere in is going to swim somewhere in between. But
0: they class themselves at one side or the other because our world has been conditioned right. us to say that we have to it be binary, binary in some way. Yeah. Um, I don't think we actually are, naturally. No. Um. So I just think there must be you know, the, the percentage of the population that must be growing up having had similar
1: feelings of yeah, having to repress, repress some that of their because they've been told their, it's gross. Yeah, yeah,
0: it just makes me feel really sad. It
1: is. Well, that's, I, I genuinely watching this scene when she goes, ew,
0: gross. It's and runs away.
1: Like, I, I li- my face just dropped and I was just like oh my god. Yeah. I cannot believe that this was considered funny. Like no. this is this is horrible. It is this horrible. is so horrible. And I'm so
0: glad we've come on leaps and bounds in terms of that. You wouldn't get no. away with saying doing that on a tv show today, I don't no,
1: think. No, no, I don't think you would, but you know, that's not to say there still isn't large swathes of oh, the of population. Yeah, that are horribly well. homophobic. Yeah. Like But there you go. So
0: yeah, she runs over, as you say, to Richard being like, I've tricked her, I think she's a lesbian. And Ali has stormed to the door and started shouting, I am not a lesbian! (laughs) And she storms right into Margaret Camaro and there's this big horror horror swell of strings and Ali has that gif moment of her face going really black and white and she's like... Hi. And then there's another gift moment of like a tiny Ali just like running, running, running back into her office like a road runner. And then real Ali has also gone into her office and is sort of catching her breath at her desk as Margaret strolls in, being like, You think all lesbians are vicious? And Ali's like, This is the first time we're
1: seeing her in this episode, isn't it? Margaret, yeah. Yeah, like, so how many times is she because this is the resident feminist lesbian feminist. Yeah, so she
0: was brought in for the second time last episode because right. um she That's it, she was, was on
1: the witness forum. Yeah, they they yeah. wanted her to be a witness for them. Yes. Yes. So it. now she's back. Yeah. She's
0: back, yeah. So she's saying, um, you You think all lesbians are (laughs) vicious. And Ali's like, no, I wrote letters to ABC when they cancelled Ellen. And Margaret's like, you hate lesbians. And Ali's like, I don't. And Margaret's like, you do. And Ali's like, I don't. I swear, I don't. I wish that there were more because then there'd be more men to go around. And i why are you here? (laughs) And Margaret's like, I have matter. Mr. Fish is representing me. And Ali's like, what sort of matter? And Margaret says she's trying to have a baby. But her insurance company is refusing to cover the fertilisation process, so she's suing them. And then Annie goes, oh, well, good luck, and just runs off to She literally runs away <laughs> from her. Like, <laughs> and Margaret's just really confused, like, <laughs>
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> left alone. Bye. <laughs> um, so Annie has gone to the unisex, and she's about to go into a stall when John... Bursts out of his doing a dismount, but he sees Ali, so he doesn't let go when he's meant to, and he goes round again. and He's like, <laughs> Watch out! And he ends up going round and round, and the ship finally falls. And Ali is like cowering in the brace position on the floor. Um, and she looks up, and John's kind of folded over the opposite oh, store yeah. door <laughs> from where he's landed. Land. He's gone errant. And Ali's like, Oh my god, John, are you okay? And John's really winded because he's like, Yes. <laughs> and gathering some air. <laughs> and she helps him down, and she's having to, like, push against him to help him stay up, because yeah. he's, like, really winded. Um, and she's like, you seem sort of limp. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Um, and Ali's like, uh... And he says, are you? And Ali's like, yes. And then she says, why are you looking at me like that? And John's like, Ali, I'm gonna ask you something, and please don't drop me, okay? And he's like, okay. And John's like, actually, I won't ask you anything. I'll opt to tell you something your eyes have looked dead to me
1: <laughs> maybe. like, the fuck, John? John, John. He said, <laughs> they've
0: lost that optimism that you used to have, even when you were crying. It's like the hope has drained right out. And Annie just lets go of him and he slides to the floor. <laughs> and as he slides
1: down, he's like... Promise. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> he down, like... He's like... <laughs> it's so funny. He promised. And then he
0: clambers back up to an upright position and he's like, Ali. and Ali's like annoyed at him. She's like, You tell me that I can be only happy in a pretend world, John. You tell me that the guy I'm looking for isn't out there. Who do you think drained me of all the hope? And John's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, but you're wrong. Ling is going to do my hair. Renee and I are going to go on a mad dating spree. And the guy out there looking for me, I'm going to find him. And I'm like, oh, Annie. You're looking in the wrong places. (laughs) Focusing on the wrong shit. Because you've got idiotic people around you. Um... So we next get a dating montage. It's Night Shots of Boston whilst a song called Cupid by Sam Cook plays all the way through this dating montage. Okay, um, Annie has curly hair, which yeah. I like. Ling's yeah. done a good job on her hair. It was quite in at that time, was. from what I remember. Um, and she's um, dancing at the bar with like Random men, like a succession of random men, as is Renee. Um, and we cut to a random man at a table with Ali, and he has big ears. Um, his name is Bob, like the character name he's credited as Bob, and he's played by a man called Christopher Naaman, which is mainly notable because they cast him again later in the series as a different recurring guest star. So oh, okay. put a pin in Bob oh, Okay, we'll come back to him. <laughs> um, so this guy, Bob, is like telling this stupid story about how he has a kidney stone and it was really boring and Ali's like completely uninterested so that's what Bob has to say for himself and then Ali continues to dance with men in the succession of outfits so this is obviously lots meant to show lots days. of different days yeah. um, but she's always got the curly hair so she yes. keeps getting links to her hair obviously yes. um, and she's always with Renee there's a shot of Renee dancing with a man with dreadlocks but she's just like Fingering his dreads. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not into that. I don't no, know how I feel about that. Weird. That's weird. That's um, Ali dances with a man with a long beard. And she like, pokes it. So I guess it's <laughs> supposed to show that they're like, really casting the net wide. Yes. Like, they're, they're dating all kinds of people that they yeah, wouldn't normally would normally date. go
1: for, yeah. Um,
0: and then there's a shot of Ali walking home with another man. Who, this is notable because it's actually an uncredited The Practice cameo.
1: Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so, it's the
0: actor is uh, Michael Badaluccio, and he plays a character on The Practice called Jimmy Baluti. And on the IMDb credits, it says it's uncredited, but on IMDb it's credited as him. Is, he's, he is playing that, that character. character. Oh. So, people who shade with practice. Ali after yeah. watching the practice would be like, oh, Yes, I see. So interesting. So yeah. Jimmy's saying, uh, oh my God, he has this like ridiculous speech about like, what even is feminism? <laughs> like women say they want, you, you know, to be feminists. They want you to, but they want you to pick up the tab. and But then you ask them to do some dishes and they're like, whoa, I'm a feminist. And Ali is just looking extremely unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's more montage dancing and eventually it ends with Ali just bending over on
1: the dance floor really tight yeah, like, like she's got a stitch I am done <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> and so after this montage sort of section um, we then have a scene of Ali and Renee and they're in Ali's office at night and they've clearly just finished a night of dancing yeah. because they've got their kind of, Ali's got her curly hair going on and they've got each, each other's, other's feet, feet yeah. yeah, which I was like ooh <laughs> i would never rub anyone's feet no matter how much i love them really no i find feet like the grossest things in the entire world as long as they're
1: clean no i just think they're disgusting as long as they're clean and no! they don't have any kind of growth on them or anything I'm like not that into it. i'm
0: not into it and
1: also theirs won't
0: be clean they've just come from dancing downstairs yeah
1: that yeah that's true that's yeah. true I, yeah, I don't mind it as long as it's clean. I find feet disgusting. (laughs) Anyway,
0: Ali's sort of saying that, you know, they've really dated everybody and he's not out there. And Renee's like, oh no, we've only done New England. (laughs) And Ali's like, where are all the good men? And Renee's like, at home with their wives. And then she's like, I've got to go home. Are you coming? And Ali's like, no, I've actually got some work to do. And Ling's appeared at the doorway and Renee leaves. And then Ling comes in and sits down and she's like, men are out there. The good ones just don't go to bars. And Ali's like, well, where do they go then? And Ling's like, well, they're everywhere. Do you want me to bring you some? And Ali's like, what? <laughs> and Ling's like, I'll oh, just round some up. And Ali's like, oh, you mean your escort service? And Ling's like, no, 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 just, just the men out there in the world uh, on my way to work tomorrow. I'll look around and I'll ask the cute ones to come. Like, you can choose. And Ali's like you mean you're just going to walk up to cute men and ask them to come over? And I'm like, yes, Ali, <laughs> you
1: can do this. Like, it's not illegal. I know. Like, there's no force field I, around them. <laughs> I know. But she's got, like, very much gender roles etiquette. So like, strange. in her head, doesn't she? Um,
0: and Ling's like, well, yeah. And Ali's like, and you think they're going to follow you? And Ling's like, yeah, if I ask them to. And Ali's like, oh, <laughs> okay, they'll just come over if you ask. Yeah, just like that. And Ling's like, Ali, I don't even have to ask. If I look at a man, he'll come. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. You round up the cute man and I'll pick. Fine. Like, clearly not believing any of this is going to happen. Yes. And Ling leaves. So the next day, Ali's in the unisex and she's got straight hair again. um, And John is giving her a pep talk on the ways of Barry White.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Body... body therapy with barry white <laughs> <laughs> really he should license that yeah I think that's great his estate should license that should yeah
0: because he's not alive anymore is he no, no. thank you right. yeah so john's sort of saying you know it's not that i become him i just let him pass through me i let his spirit fill me and he's like try it and annie just turns to the mirror and do do do, 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 starts up and she starts shimmying her shoulder and she's like singing along. She's like, we got it together, baby. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got it together, baby. And John's like making encouraging head noise drops, you know? <laughs> and then before it even kicks in, Ali's just like, "Ah!" and she like waves her hands in the air and there's like this record scratch and she's like, oh, this just feels really silly. And John's like, well, it is silly, but once I let myself feel the change, it emanates from me, Ali yeah, and and women, they love me now. And Ali's like, they do? (laughs) And Elaine comes in and she like walks past them to get to a stall. And John says to Ali, like, just watch. And John starts dancing to Barry and like filling himself in the mirror. And Elaine stops. Like, like after yeah. mid, like going into the stall and she notices him and like her shoulder oh, starts oh, shiny. And then she dances up close to John and he's like, see? Yeah. And, he, and like, well oh, she doesn't count. She likes anything in pants. And then Nell comes in and Nell's like, Hey, what's up? And then Elaine realizes it's Nell, so she like quickly runs away from Charlie <laughs> and goes to the store rather than like grinding on John. Um and Barry kind of slows to a halt, and John's like, Oh, well, I'm just giving Ali some body therapy. And, and <laughs> Nell's like, Oh,
1: fun. And then to John, she's like, Can we talk? And she storms off. But <laughs> well, she puts herself between John and Ally in that moment. Like yeah. she stood in between them. Yeah. And then she's like, fun can we talk
0: <laughs> yeah and she storms off and john's a bit like uh 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 uh, 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 uh okay and like guiltily hurries after her yeah and ali and elaine look really confused because ali's like what's that about and elaine's like i'll find out for you and she goes after them <laughs> and i'm like didn't she need to pee i like... know but
1: this happens all the time <laughs>
0: But then Barry slowly, like the Barry White track slowly winds up up again as Ali kind of continues to dance to it, like more and more emphatically getting into it, as Margaret comes out of a stall quietly behind (laughs) Ali and she starts watching her, but then she kind of gets taken over by the music and joins in. Yeah. And Ali gets to, that's what you are. And then she realises that Margaret's behind her, and she gets really embarrassed, and she stops, and the track stops. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, hey!" And Margaret kind of stops, but she seems like really reluctant, like, "Oh, I'm not doing that anymore." <laughs> <It's> enjoying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I was like, "How's the big case going?" And Margaret's like, uh, "My deposition's about to start. Um, I'll have a better assessment after it's over." And I was like, "Oh, well, good." Good luck. She like runs off. She runs again. Why does she keep running away from her? (laughs) Weird. Maybe she thinks if she hangs out with her too long, she might catch gay. (laughs) Jesus. I know. So John and Nell have gone to have a little powwow. Nell is annoyed because she doesn't like the way that Ali keeps running to John. Um, and John's saying that she doesn't do that, but Nell says, Oh, she does. She uses you, John. Every time she feels some emotional. And John's like, She's a friend. Is that concept completely foreign to you? And Nell's like, No, no, I get the concept, but it's usually a two way thing. Like, Ali only comes to you when it's about her.
1: I think Nell's being very fair here because well, I'm like, Yes, yeah, Ali is self centered, but she's definitely been there for John when he's needed her too. They are just friends. And I do think this kind of jealousy from now is like beneath her.
0: I don't know. So if you think about Nell and Ali's relationship, Ali's been nothing but a bitch to her unwarranted since the beginning. Yeah. And I can see, I can definitely see from Nell's perspective why she'd feel like the friendship with John is one-sided because Ali does have a way of making every conversation yeah. she has with anyone about her but, eventually. She, but
1: now has not been there every time like she, she is not witness
0: no so she hasn't but she can only go off of what she has witnessed yeah and so what she has witnessed is Ali being a little selfish she, and I would I don't um think that she's necessarily wrong to have that perception based off of what she's seen what I do have a problem with is that even if you think that you cannot tell your partner Who they can and cannot be friends with. Even if you think they're not a great friend. No. It's not up to you.
1: I I just think she's got a flawed perception of what their relationship is. Because she's only seen so much of it. I would say that's true. But
0: then that's John's job to correct that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. No.
0: Um. So... Nell, uh, and John John just goes, well, with Ali, everything's about her. And Nell's like, exactly. And everybody here tolerates it. She's having some crisis today because she thinks, uh uh-oh, she might not find the perfect mate. I mean, she can't settle like everybody else. Oh no, that would be a disaster. And John's ears have kind of pricked up at this point because she's like, don't you just get fed up with all the nonsense? And John's like, do you just think everybody settles for less? And Nell's like, of course they do. And John's like, Have you? And was like, no, I'm not talking about you and me, John. And John's like, well, I am. Have you settled for less with me? And was like, well, I don't really feel settled at all. And not John's like, well, that's a nice do- dodge, but I mean, and was like, no, you're the one dodging the issue. And John's like, what issue? And now says, about Ali running to you every time she needs a little heart rub. And then Nell literally, <laughs> literally runs like him. I was like, <laughs> she sees them and says, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and she says, oh, when you have a second. And Nell's like, he has one now. And she just leaves.
1: Can I just say, this conversation is like that they've just had, uh, Nell and John, yeah. is completely inconsistent with the last episode in terms of John was pretty much opining the same thing to Ali last yeah. episode. Yeah. And now... This episode is suddenly offended by the notion. Well,
0: it's one of those things like, you can say shit things about your friends, but if someone else says it, you're like, shut up. No,
1: no, no, no but n- not so much about settling. Oh, I see. Because he was yes. making out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah, yeah. being very cynical. And we were
0: saying that that's weird,
1: because actually he's just like achieve the woman of his street yeah as far as he's concerned. and that he like it doesn't make sense that he'd be a be this cynical yeah. about yeah. Rover. that was weird yeah and it was just weird but she's basically turned around and said a very similar thing yeah. to what he was saying last episode yeah and suddenly he's like wait what
0: <laughs> yeah i kind of have some empathy for nell in this situation i don't like her coming across as just this whole heartless, controlling woman. Mm. Um, and I have, you know, I don't think she should be doing that. But I just think about the experience that Nell's had with Ali. And I feel like I would... Pro- if I'd had that experience, I'd probably have a similar attitude. Like, who does this bitch think she is? Like, just constantly making everything about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't know it her well enough to know that this was different. Yeah. And to have that
1: empathy... empathy.
0: Because and I, yeah. someone's been nothing but a fucking bitch to you, yes. you're not suddenly going to be like, oh, how can I help you? Do
1: you know what yeah. I mean? No, I, I agree. I get that. I just think, um, like you say, or um, well, like I said, like she has a flawed perception of yeah. the realities of their relationship. And like you said, it was john's job to turn around and correct her perception and he didn't do it
0: No, exactly he actually
1: just reinforced it
0: yeah he was like oh well that's fine that's just what you have to deal with if you're friends with
1: ali yeah and it's like Uh, that's not a great defense yeah (laughs) no exactly (laughs) um
0: so yeah now leaves and ali's like uh is is she upset um and john says well i think she just feels threatened because i connect with your imaginary life that's all um, and Ali's like, do you connect with it? And John's like, oh, I think I probably understand it better than most. I'm
1: just like, because no one else has fantasies, just us no, two just a special two. unicorn club.
0: <laughs> I want to be in that club. Um, so Alice asks if, if he thinks that she's crazy, if she wants to just go into her room. Um, and John says, oh, well, what do you do in your room? Do you see him? And Ali's like, well, sometimes I imagine taking a long walk with him next to me, Or sitting by a fire. Or a merry-go-round. That's my favourite. And John's like, merry-go-round? Women
1: and riding horses? Like, trying to make it sexual? I don't know. I don't know what that comment is about at all. Like, women shouldn't be riding horses. No,
0: because there's this thing, isn't there? I mean, I could be reading this wrong, but there's this, like, thing about women, like, riding horses because it, it's, um, it it feels good.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You better be using those side saddles. No, no. We want to straddle. That's, that's we want to straddle those saddles.
0: But that's what he's saying. He's like, oh, so do you have a fantasy about you getting off? ground? Oh, right. And so Ali's like, no, we're not even on the horses. We're in one of those carriages. Probably a Cinderella thing. I don't know. And John tells a story about how once when he was a kid, he got cut from Little League and he was really upset and he went home and he cried. But then he started his own imaginary Little League in his room and he said, I got to pitch even. I still lost most of the time. It's team problems. (laughs) then he said one day he pitched a no-hitter and he said he remembers it like it was yesterday um in his room and he says you know and even though it was in my room like the memory is as real as any from childhood and it was wonderful nothing crazy about it and Ali like holds his hand and is like thank you and then Richard comes in and is like Ali and then John and Ali stand up and John just leaves um and as as John... <laughs> after john leaves richard just tells and goes bygones and Ali's like bygones for what and richard's like oh whatever i could use your help margaret camaro hired us and annie's like yeah I, I heard and then richard asks if she could sit in on the deposition in
1: case anything legal pops up can i just say at, fir- at first he says imagine bulldog like that running off i'm like total poop, poop.
0: Um, but yeah he asked Ali to like do the work and that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then he said, "Oh, and also Ling did her little roundup. Your men will be here at noon." And I was like, "My men?" And he's like, "Noon." She said she'd do your hair if you want. And then he kind of grimaces at the idea of Ali's hair, which I thought was I funny. Was why does <laughs> everyone um, so weird? And Ali and he leaves, and Ali's like left touching her hair, like self-consciously, <laughs> like <laughs> that's
2: what's with
0: your hair? <laughs> um. So Elaine comes into the unisex um has she peed yet? who knows. (laughs) Um, and she closes the door and there's like spy sort of mysterious music as she walks to the stalls and she's checking underneath them and she sees some women's shoes in one of them. so she goes into the stall next to that one and then we see her hands on the top of the like partition wall between the stools and then her leg appears over and then we see that it's Nell sitting on the toilet and as Nell notices Elaine clambering over, there's this horror swell of strings and Elaine just goes, oh I'm sorry I didn't realise this stall was taken and Nell's like, you didn't realise? Well did the locked door give you a hint? And Elaine just keeps clambering over and she's like oh, sometimes they stick. And she kind of jumps down with a little, ooh, <laughs> 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 like, sweet. Um, and then she goes, well, I'm here. And now it's like, Elaine! <laughs> like, <laughs> incredulous. And Elaine crouches down beside her like you're talking to a small child. And she's like, I couldn't help but notice you're upset. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm here for you. And Nell goes, well, I'm upset because you're here. Could you get out, please? And Elaine's like, it's hard for women to open up, especially when they're not vulnerable by nature. And while she's saying this, we see John has come into sex in, yeah. and he kind of stops as he hears Elaine talking. And Nell it's bloody apoplectic with rage. She's so angry. And she says, if you don't get out of my
1: stall right
0: now, I'm going to dig my heel in your shin. And Elaine's like, you're internalising now if you need. <laughs> and then Nell delivers on her promise and we just hear this <laughs> from Elaine. And John goes, Elaine? And Elaine just bursts out of <laughs> the store, hopping on her good leg. And Nell's like, close the door. And Elaine is like, and slams the door and hops out of the unisex. And John is just like really concerned about Nell. And then he's like, Nell? And Nell's like, Get out! I'm trying to go to the bathroom for God's sake, just get out. And John's like, I will ow stammers and goes and like leaves. And Nell's just like,
1: oh, on the oh my toilet. God. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't agree with the violence, but at the same time, it's like who does that elaine was violating a lot of personal boundaries in that moment not <laughs> like lovely. not cool at all oh
0: uh. so but funny She is nice? very funny so in the deposition margaret's saying her piece about um this uh, suing against the insurance company um and she's saying that um, the insurance company has covered infertility expenses for other employees, but they're denying it for her. And she feels that it's wrongful. The opposing counsel says, um, asks if she's been diagnosed as infertile. And Margaret says, Well, I've tried artificial insemination six times, and each time the sperms rejected me. And Richard raises his eyebrows at that. Like, he's like, well, of course you're a vicious lesbian. Of course yeah. they project you. And I was just like, uh, yuck. Yeah. Um, but Margaret's saying, you know, the fact that it hasn't worked six times which would suggest that I'm infertile. And then the opposing counsel says, well, have you ever tried getting pregnant the old-fashioned way? And Margaret's like, well, why should I have to? And the opposing counsel says, well, last time I checked, that's the most natural and efficient way of fertilising the egg. And I was just like, this whole conversation is atrocious it's
1: fucking gross
0: absolutely disgusting yeah i really was very uncomfortable I, it's
1: horrible um um
0: and then margaret's like oh in the age of technology now suddenly we're fans of old-fashioned that's rich and the opposing counsel says miss camaro by the way is that your real name and i'm like what
1: the fuck is this i'm like what? lawyers what the fuck are you doing yeah. You're just sat they and they're letting, letting them yeah happen
0: yeah ali um but yeah the opposing house is like don't you think before you petition an insurance company to pay for you to get pregnant that you should maybe give it the old courage try and i was like i literally feel physically ill yeah it's horrible like and ali just raises her eyebrows and and the opposing house is like with a man and Richard's like, I object to opposing counsel hitting on my client. Move for costs. Where's the judge? And Anna's like, Richard, that's not how it works. Yeah. We're in a deficit. And Margaret is dripping with contempt at this point. But also she's so calm and measured yeah. when she responds. Because I would be literally screaming like Nell was in the yeah. toilet at this yeah. point. Because she goes... I shouldn't have to give it any college try, Mr. Stone. What kind of message does that send? I should put out a call for men to come fertilise my eggs. And Richard goes, think of the lines, bygones. And I'm like, God, if that's your, the lawyers that
1: are on your side. I know, I'm just Why like, have you gone to them for representation? Just, yeah, like, they were so awful to you previously. Like, uh, it's so fucking horrible. Like, she's gay, you fucking dumbass. Like... Yeah. This whole line of questioning has a undertone of of the idea that sexuality is a choice, and she's just choosing to be difficult. Yeah, and it's just like what?
0: <laughs> I know. I know. This is like retrial territory, but yeah, like I, it's it's horrible. It's horrendous.
1: Oh, it's just gross.
0: Let's come back to that. So. The depositions ended and the opposing counsel is walking out with Richard and saying that I'm just going to talk to my client and get back to you. Um, And then um, he leaves um, and then Ling comes up to Ali and Margaret who have come out as well. And things like, Ali, your men are here. How have you pick one? And Margaret just looks, she's quite a lot shorter yeah. than Ali. And I don't think Callista's that tall. No. So Margaret, Wendy, bless her, must be really, really tiny. <laughs> yes. So she just looks up at her like really confused. Like, men, why have you rounded up some men? <laughs> um, and Ali's like, my, my, and she stops as music kicks in with like opening bars of a song called Did You Ever Have to Make Up Your Mind by the Loving Spoonful, which is okay. a great name for a band. Yeah. Um, and Annie looks over to the other side of the office and there's like a big group of men, I would say about 15 to 20. Yeah are kind of standing there clustered milling around and elaine is <laughs> in
1: right in, in the amongst of... it, a <laughs> clipboard. of massaging her shoulders she's
0: obviously having the best day of her life since the stripper came for ali's birthday <laughs> <laughs> and, and ali's jaw just drops yeah and ling looks really pleased and the music stops and ali's like what d- um and she just kind of walks towards the men with ling and she's like how And Margaret looks really annoyed because Ali, again, just wandered off and (laughs) left her. Um, But Ling's like, they followed me home. And Elaine is like beckoning Ali over, and and Ling says, hurry up, go choose. And then there's this like montage of Ali.
1: With introducing Elaine. herself yeah.
0: to all the men with Elaine and getting um, like
1: cards with their numbers yeah, on and, and Von yeah and Vonda's
0: singing the song and, and and Margaret's just sighing and Ling is looking on proudly and Elaine is putting some of their numbers in her bra they're having yeah. a great
1: time well I have to say like it looks like for the first time in a while Ali looks like she's actually having some fun like yeah. she's like laughing and flirting and like it, getting into it yeah 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 and yeah it was nice to
0: see yeah so nell is in her office not joining in the man stravaganza and <laughs> um, leafing through papers and john strides in um, and pushes the door closed he says are we gonna talk or slam doors and nell's like it was a bathroom door forgive me for wanting some privacy and john's like what's going on and nell says that she doesn't like john's friendship with ali And she says, the next time she comes into your office looking for emotional support, I would like you to ask her to leave through the window.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) I laughed at that. but It was funny. Um, But John says, well, that remark tells me you don't like her. And I was like, I don't. And at this point, I was like, I I can't really blame Nell
1: for that. Like, why would you like someone who's done what Annie's done to her? But I think the thing is, is someone like, uh, I think a lot of the men in the office will not have really noticed or taken seriously the kind of interactions that have been happening to between the women in the office from the beginning of the season and i feel like part of the problem is is she hasn't told john exactly
0: i was just about to say yeah like she should have been mentioning this before because then john could be like ali
1: yeah like something horrible Yeah. yeah
0: But anyway, she says she doesn't, which makes your friendship with her a bigger problem. Worst of all, I don't like her influence on you. You know, the fact that she thinks it's okay to live in fantasy land, but it's romantic to hold out for Prince Charming, that there's a soulmate out there for everybody. And John's like, because you don't believe in any of that? And I was like, I did once. And then I turn nine, and I was like, <laughs> sick <sitting> of <there. laughs> She says, look, if she wants to retreat inside her childlike whimsy, fine. But John, you have tendencies to do that too. And that's why I don't like her influence. And if that makes me a sub-zero ice queen, then fine. Maybe I'm not your type. And John's like, you're jealous of her. And I was like, gee, where'd you get that idea? And John's like, well, this anger is not an attractive quality. (laughs) And Nell goes, too bad. A bit, a bit, a bit. Like mimicking his stuttering. And then she goes, poop. And John just blinks at her. And she just goes, get out. And he does his smile therapy thing. And he goes to leave. And she just rolls her eyes and goes like, and that smile therapy thing? Hate that. And John leaves smiling with his smile therapy smile. And Nell kind of looks troubled, like she thinks she went too far. Yeah, and
1: I think she fucking did. Well,
0: I think this is interesting because I totally get why Nell is pissed at Ali because, as we said, Ali's been a complete bitch to her since she's got there, and she, she. But I kind of felt like they'd gotten over that a little bit. No, they've never really addressed that, or well, no, no, Ali's never I, apologized for no, it. No,
1: but Ali has said like she admits she was wrong about Nell. To Nell's face. I know. I, exactly. don't, I think it was to John. So why would Nell know about that? Georgia. I can't remember who she said it to. She hasn't
0: said it to Nell. No. And I think Nell, if she truly wants
1: to get on with her, like... She's but apologised. all this aside, I think you're a real piece of shit for mocking his stutter yes like I I, i'm like anyone who would do that to anyone with a stutter let alone your partner yeah. is a grade a cunt yeah, and yeah, i yeah. use that Hopefully. word very purposefully i think you're a real piece of shit yes. for doing that and all the things you're complaining about with john and his friendship with ali yeah and his fantasies and all that kind of thing you already knew all of this before you decide to get yes. back into a relationship with him. You knew yes. full well about all of this. Yes. And yet you've decided to continue well, with a second chance. It's interesting. So I, I just think I, I have no sympathy for her in this argument. I'm well, just not okay with anything. She, the with last bit of this said. argument
0: where she was taking the piss out of him. Bad. Not good. Yeah. I, unacceptable. Completely <laughs> but, terrible. But. I do understand where she was coming from, and I think she does have a right to point out stuff that she express the feelings that Ali has made her feel, and to point out stuff where she's like, I think she's using you, etc. Et but, but she's not she doesn't have the right to tell John who he can and cannot be friends with. She doesn't have the right to tell him what he can and cannot. Be influenced by yeah. like that kind of stuff. Like that that's is bitterness. inherent he he to his own personality. Does not have the right to take the piss out of stuff that he cannot control. Like his uh, I mean, do you call a stammer a disability? I don't know. But it's a speech impediment. A impediment, yeah, exactly. And that's it's just
1: psychological. Cruel.
0: It's psychological. Absolutely. So that is
1: all not the way to handle any of those things. So I think the thing is, though, like we said, she yeah, she said. She is allowed to say I don't like Ali, but she's not no. broken down why, why she doesn't like Allie. So now thing. she just comes across as a fucking bitch. Exactly, because she's just gone right. she jealous. Like, her her, like I just of her think and she's it ugly. Exactly. It's yeah. just it's just a thing of like she's too close to you, and I don't like her. I don't like it because I guess, rather than actually being like you know what the reason I don't like her, I take against her. Because of X, yeah. Y, and Z, when I joined this firm, exactly. she was terrible so to is, me. Because I've been in this situation.
0: When um, Russ and I first got together, he was friends. And I knew he was friends before we got together, because I also knew of her. We kind of met in the same group. yeah. Um, and this, he was friends with this girl, who had been nothing but a complete bitch to me since the day I met her, right. um, before Russ and I got yeah. together. and um, When we eventually got together she um, was still friends with him, but I wasn't moving in that circle anymore. Yeah. Um, And I was nothing but open from the beginning to say that with Russ to be like, I don't like her. This is why. Did you know she did all this shit to me? Exactly. And Russ was like, oh no, I didn't know that. And I'm like, but at no point did I say, you cannot hang out with her anymore. Yeah. At no point did I say, you know, you can't be friends with her. I don't want you to be friends with her. I don't like
1: her influence on you. I would just
0: be like, you can hang out with her and see her all you want. I'm never
1: going to be there. I think I'm not hanging out with her. Yeah, I've got no interest in (laughs) that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that friendship naturally fizzled out. But the key to that naturally fizzling out was you saying, I don't like her here's why. Yeah. Like, and being vulnerable. And I think the thing is, is that the problem, one of her, I think, I think now can get a bit too much, kind of like, you know, I'm a modern, confident, independent I'm woman. Strong, <laughs> strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't want to be the person that gets bullied. Yes. I'm not a victim. Yes. And yet, so, so to actually be like, look, the reason I don't like her is because she victimised me. Yeah. Is like, she can't, she yeah. can't say those words. Yeah. It's, is too, it's too much. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Yeah. So it's really gotten ugly and it's not it's nice to really see now in this situation. It's nasty and I, I was really sad to yeah. watch... Now stoops so fucking low. Yeah, she's really to, gone low in a way that she's not done ever before. before. Yeah, like because that, that cause when she went, if that makes me a sub-zero ice cream queen, I was like, ice cream. <laughs> 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 she could be a sub-zero ice cream though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when she goes, that if that makes me a sub-zero ice queen. I was like, "Well, this does now, what yeah. you're doing now. Until now, you haven't you have, heard that Monica. No, yeah but, but now this right now yeah. is, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes.
0: But I always feel like that's testament to how jealous. She's gotten over it and mm. therefore how deep her feelings are now running for John in that she's feeling so jealous that she's handling it so, so badly.
1: So badly. Like, but I was just, I was so upset when she mimicked his stutter. Yeah, I just thought, it's not nice. that is terrible. Yeah. Truly awful. But yeah.
0: So Ali is talking with Ling a bit later and uh, telling Ling that basically she rejected all of the men um, because she said they were beautiful. But do I really want to be with a guy you can just round up off of a street corner? And, and she's I'm like, just... the guy that I want to meet is not going to respond to a cattle call and link's like i told them you were beautiful assuming the man you want to meet is single and equipped with the dumb stick he would have responded do you think you're just gonna j- bump into him at a bookstore both reaching for bullsack it doesn't work that way while you're looking for a mate he's looking to mate period and ali's like you know Ling, i feel really sorry for you and Ling's like why because it's hard being perfect and ali's like if you have such a low opinion of men that they're only ruled by their dumb stick and you have such little faith in relationships, then what kind of a guy are you going to end up with? And on
1: cue, (laughs) Richard (laughs) walks
0: up. And he's like, (laughs) artichoke, yeah. And Ling says, your problem, Ali, is that you don't really want to meet anybody. Since nobody can measure up to this mythical dream boy that you've concocted for yourself, it's easier to be alone and just pretend you haven't met him yet. And Ali's like, oh, meet him, Ling. And then Margaret's come up, behind, come up behind Ali as Ling's walked off. And Margaret's like, why do you have to? And he just wheels around and is like, you should talk, Margaret. And just calls off. And Margaret's then,
1: like, why can't I talk? Yeah, to Richard. She's
0: like, why can't I talk? Um, and then Ali slams her door and Richard flinches. And then... John squeezes in between Richard and Margaret to get his messages because they're stood in front of the message, like mm. the, the reception desk, I guess. Um, and Richard's like, oh, John, excellent. And John just goes, no. <laughs> and Richard's like, well, you haven't even heard one." I... And he says, I don't care. The answer is no. And Richard's like, what's wrong? We can share. And John's like, I don't feel like sharing, okay? Would you... And he sees Nell walking up and he starts stammering and then he just ends on pecker. And he's like, make fun of that. And then he storms off. And Nell just raises her eyebrows and walks off, and Richard's like, "Wow, and then Elaine rises up from crouching on the floor with her video it's camera, saying, thing. "I've got it, and she plays back the video she just took of John stammering and saying, "Pecker, great, and then Richard to Margaret's like, "Well, it's action packed here, feeds us and walks <laughs> off, and Margaret' just stood there like puzzled, like, what's <laughs> fuck fuck going on? What's
1: going on?" oh man you can see like how upset John yeah. is off the back of that argument yeah. with now it's so, totally it's horrible so
0: Ali's in her office leaning against her door and then someone knocks on it and that startles her and she's like oh she opens it and Margaret's there and she's like why don't I get to talk <laughs> and Ali goes because you're a fraud Margaret and tries to slam the door <laughs> in her face and I'm like this is a client so yeah,
1: no fucking rude
0: and margaret just pushes back and shoves her way in as ali gives up and margaret's like i'm a fraud and ali's like suing an insurance company you're saying that infertility makes a woman disabled you can't have a baby therefore you're disabled don't pass yourself off as a feminist and i'm
1: like in what world was she saying any of that i did not see any of that uh, argument being made in that room and
0: then she's like why do you even want a baby margaret and she's like pointing a pen at her and i'm like this. Oh
1: no. And Margaret Jesus. just goes,
0: it feels like a trick question. And Annie's like, I'll tell you why, because at the end of the day, you don't feel whole alone. You need to love another person. Well so do I. And Margaret's like, I don't condemn you for wanting someone to love. I guess I just reject the notion that your life is empty if you don't have a man. And Annie's like, well, it's only half empty. And Margaret's like, I had the same dreams you did. Thought I'd meet a man, get married, talk about your illusions. I went to see *The Wizard of Oz*. Came out with a crush on Dorothy. And Ali's like, (laughs) giggling, like, you know that case last week, the woman with the made-up lover. I looked at her as kind of pathetic, and I realised that it's, and she's kind of struggling to get the words out. And Margaret's like, Ali, and then Ali just starts singing, *How can you mend a broken heart? A broken heart*. And Margaret's like, Are you okay? Okay. And okay, I, hon. And Ali's like, oh, I think I need to go home. Probably to my bedroom. I have a baseball game. No, here. I need to pitch. And Margaret's like, Ali. And Ali just goes, can I even play baseball? I thought that you would like that. And I'm like, Jesus oh my Christ, and then, and Margaret just stares at her, and she's like, I'm sorry. And Margaret's like, you seem a little mentally off. No true words have
1: been spoken. And I'm like, A little? <laughs>
0: And Annie's like, no, I'm just distracted. I have a date tonight. And Margaret just cocks her head yeah. and Annie's just smiling like weakly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Annie mean... should not be at work right now. I know. Because... That's why
1: I was like, Yeah, she should have taken like a week off. Yeah. You know?
0: Totally. Um <laughs> But Elaine is striding through the complex to get Richard, who's standing with Nell looking at a document and says that there's a problem with John. Um, he's in the unisex and he just keeps dismounting. <laughs> He won't stop. Nobody else can get near a stall with him whipping about. <laughs> and in the unisex, John is just swinging around and round in around. the stall. Around. And george has got trapped on one side <laughs> yeah. because she's obviously been in a stall towards the back of the room and, 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 then, come and then come out and be like, she can't get through. Um, So Richard and Elaine and Nell come in and she's like, I'm trapped. I can't get out (laughs) And Richard is like, John, cut down, John. And John's like, well, I'm ready. Like really angry. And Richard's like, you're obstructing a public way. And Nell is really stern. Like, John, get down now. And John eventually dismounts. But I guess the centrifugal force from going round and round has thrown him into the opposite stall where he falls. And he hits the flush as he kind of goes down. Yeah. And then Georgia kind of rushes across in case he somehow gets up there before she has a chance to move. And she's sort of cowering behind Richard. And John gets up really breathless and he says, I was errant. (laughs) And Nell's like, everybody out. And Richard and Georgia are still staring. And she's like, go, go, go. And then Nell opens... The um, stall. A stall door, like a closed stall door. And Elaine is hiding in there. Like she's a big like, smile on her face, like ready to listen. And she's like, unless you'd like me to do the other shin. <laughs> and Elaine gets up and under her breath is like, itch bay." <laughs> and she leaves no. And Nell and John, like, have it out. And she's like, anger is not any more attractive on you, John, but it's certainly more exciting. And John's like, you made fun of my stuttering and my smile therapy. You are a mean woman. (laughs) And he walks to the sink. And Nell's really apologetic. And she's like, no, I was an angry woman and a threatened one. And John's like, why? And Nell's like, you and Ali connect on this really odd but fundamental level. And this notion of waiting for one person who is all things... I think I'm afraid that if you do that, I'm not that person. I mean, I don't want children and you do and this inner world thing, I don't share that. And Barry White, she's like, I don't believe in two people interlocking in every way. And this Annie McBeal, it takes two to make one mindset. It just makes me want to vomit. And
1: I was like, Bridge! Though, <laughs> 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 no, apart from her uh, being, she's going down on Barry White. Oh, it's it's like really fucking so weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, what is wrong
0: with Barry White? Anyway, John is like, so why are we even bothering if it were so different? And Nell's like, but I want to be with someone who's different from me. And John's like, well, differences can be fatal, Nell. And Nell's like, yeah, but why can't two people grow together and meet somewhere in the middle? I mean, I can learn to appreciate some of your likes and vice versa. Like, I could get you interested in museums, maybe. Name something you want me to do. Pick one thing right now. I'll work on it. And John is, like, deadly serious. And he turns to the unisex mirror. And, like, Barry White starts up. do do do, 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 do. and now it's like oh god <laughs> and John goes that one's non-negotiable and Nell's like I like him and John's like I need you to love him <laughs> like a matter of urgency and I was like this reminds me of when I made Russ watch Moonwalker before we got married because I was like I cannot marry you unless you have seen Moonwalker <laughs> which hasn't dated hugely well no <laughs> <laughs> but anyway and Nell's like, but I'm beginning to love you. Don't you get that? And every time she comes running to you, it just makes me insecure that you're going to run to her. And John's like, I'm not running anywhere, Nell. You gave me a frog. You gave me Barry White. You gave me all. And I was like, what? Oh my God, John. <laughs> and, and Nell's th- like, right, okay. <laughs> and John's like, all in the same year. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm beginning to love you too. And they smile at each other and they lean in for a kiss as Wanda starts up singing a Wanda original, I know him by heart.
1: So it turns out I forgot that this was a song. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Joe Schmo, it was Wanda.
0: And so they embrace and they're hugging in the unisex. And then the scene fades out to Renee and Elaine and Ally looking really glum at the bar because they're fucking sad single ladies. I know. Um, <laughs> and Vonda's singing, because I know he's out there somewhere, as we fade into Richard and Ling and Billy and Georgia dancing together and Nell and John as well. Um, and then the camera's on Vonda singing in the bar. And then it fades to a merry-go-round and Ally's on it alone on the carriage bit that she yeah. talked about. And she's kind of surrounded by canoodling couples on other beers. Yeah. Um, and the shock kind of fades tighter and tighter into her face. Um, and as Wanda sings the closing lines, Ali just sort of does a little smile to herself. Yes. And like, that's the end.
1: I know. I I, I feel like, yeah, because she's looking sad at first, but then she does this kind of hopeful smile. Yeah, like, it's like the hope hasn't completely gone. But hope and for what?
0: Hope for finding a man. Yeah. This is the problem.
1: Exactly.
0: And this is why Because this
1: is where she's pinning all her Exactly. Her hopes. And
0: on. as finales go, I don't actually think this is a good episode. No. Which no.
1: it's disappointed me. It doesn't make Merry Christmas everyone! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make much emotional sense. Because no, she's, she's not done the work. any work, yeah, and and even in regards to dating, like she turned down all the guys. Ling was just her excuses. I I really hate it when it when it comes to, to dating, it really annoys me when she's like, oh well, I can't. I can't meet the love of my life at a bowling alley. I can't meet the love of my life through Ling rounding you up. Like, it's just like, it, all this kind if of thing. If she turned around and
0: said, I've rejected them all because I've realised that I need to
1: work on myself. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, oh, yes. well done. <laughs> only found like what it is that needs the work yeah but she didn't she turned around no. and said i've rejected all of them because this is not how i want to tell my grandchildren that i met my husband <laughs> i know so, and she's got like, all these arbitrary rules in place yeah but and it's just like yeah like she is operating still on this kind of disnified version of what love should be yeah it's bizarre <sighs> But,
0: you know, at least she got to have a merry-go-round ride. <laughs> That's kind of Christmasy. <laughs> Retry. Yeah. Romero versus unnamed insurance company.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, just give her the infertility treatment.
0: I find this hugely discriminatory, and I'm pretty sure it'd be kind of illegal now, yeah. because the opposing counsel would not get away with suggesting what he suggested today no way and it makes me so angry to be like the fact that they didn't acknowledge the fact that the reason why she's come to the insurance company is because she's gay yeah and therefore doing it the old-fashioned way with an old college try is not an option and you cannot force someone to try that before you want an insurance company to pay she's done everything that a heterosexual couple or, or woman um would have done as in tried to get inseminated, yeah. it's been rejected. So she's infertile. So yeah. she
1: needs. And it is so cruel to turn around and be like, well, how about you just have sex with a man?
0: Like that's Maybe not going to help if she's infertile. Yeah, I just. It was bizarre. Horrible. Horrible. Um. So yeah, fuck you.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Your final verdict of the week for season two.
1: I'm giving now a guilty. Okay. Because I... She was truly awful to John. Like, she was threatened by elements of his life she knew was there in the first place. And I... And like we've said, like, she could have... Uh, she, part of the problem is she's not being entirely honest and uh vulnerable with John as no. to why she really has issues with Ali. Yeah. And... The thing is, like, I could have written this off as just a bad mistake. Yeah. But when they reconcile, if you notice, she does not apologise for no, what she did. No, She did not say, yeah. yes, I did this um because of this, but I understand that that's no excuse, that yeah. that was terrible of me, and I am so, so sorry. Yeah. She did not give John that, and John deserved... A heartfelt she apology. She found an and a promise. She found an apology but apolog- she didn't, but say she didn't actually no. say sorry. No. And she did not um, make it clear that she understood that that was unacceptable. No. And what I would have wanted if I was John before I forgave anything yeah. is a heartfelt apology and a promise that you will never, ever throw that in my face yeah. again. Yeah. Like that because that was cruel yeah. and that's not something you do to someone you, you know, you apparently are falling in love with. You don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and he didn't get that. So right. I'm sorry now you're getting a guilty
0: yeah I am really stuck because the thing that made me the most irritated this episode is the fact that at the end of it Ali is still so fucking hung up on being coupled up and pinning all of our hopes on that so I wanted to put a guilty on Ali for that because there isn't really anyone else to really blame for that but then I was like I can't really blame her for something that's actually society's problem um, and you know yes she's not put the work in but like how is she to know that there's work to do if she's not getting professional help no. like so it feels wrong to give her a guilty Yeah. so then I was like well who can I blame for this and I was just like I'm going to give David E. Kelly a fucking guilty <laughs> <laughs> fucking
1: narrative that he keeps peddling I like it you're thinking outside the box I know the the. the Christmas box, they <laughs> so get the Christmas box, so they have a little Christmas
0: present for everyone. Yeah, so Kelly is guilty for this because season, and I think we'll come into this when we do our season two wrap up. But season two has just been so focused on Ali finding a man in yeah. a way, and I know season one was kind of focused on that as well, but this
1: she's really. Well, she was a, a lot more wrapped up with the billy stuff in and then yeah one. and there's, there's
0: just been no focus or inkling of a focus that perhaps the answer is not a man it's like doing some work to really love yourself
1: yeah
0: like this it's just not been touted no. as a possible solution to her problem no and that's david e kelly's fault yeah yeah and all the women watching this in the 90s would have been watching it being like, oh, I'm just really like Ali.
1: internalising that, um, yeah.
0: All I need is a man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's to blame for a lot of fucking Shit. fucked up yeah. narratives in society. <laughs> yeah. Not all of it, it's not all his fault. No, but he's, he's the only one I can blame for this.
1: Show. He's not so, he's not the cause of it, but he's like help, he's helping to maintain yeah. that narrative in the culture at that time. And yeah. it's really
0: kind of built to a head this episode because it's the finale, and I'm just like,
1: no. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. I really approve of that. Yeah. Yes. Good one. Good. I was glad I got away with that because I thought you'd be like, you can't do that. <laughs> I'll <laughs> let just, you have it as it's Christmas
0: Okay. <laughs> Alright, so. Um, yeah. We made it to the end. Guys! guys yeah, we, did it. It. we did it we did it high five we can, you know it's almost Let's time to have some crackers <laughs> we've only got another week of our 2019 eyeballs uh before we throw them away and get, and our, get 20, our 2020 2021 so I'm very
1: excited 2020 vision um
0: yeah so um please get in touch and tell us what you thought of season 2 um because we're going to be recording our season 2 wrap up um and you'll get that in a few weeks time yes um we're also we'll have a little break um in regular scheduled programming and um, we will have the wrap up we will have a mailbag episode coming in yeah. january which you need to get your questions in for please yeah um so um either tweet us at bygones podcast um, message us on facebook uh search for bygones podcast you can um message us on instagram at bygones pod or you can email us bygonespodcast at gmail.com get all your questions in about how you feel season one When um, what you're looking forward to for season three, um, anything really about the series yes. as a whole, um, and we will answer those. And we will also have some bonus content specifically for patrons because we will not be releasing our season three episodes until um, around the same time as we've done the last two seasons, so February. But obviously we want to make sure that patrons are getting their money's worth. So there Bank will
1: be some stuff in January, just for patrons. We will have, that one of the things will be bloopers. Yes, and um, the
0: other thing. bonus episode for patrons will be, we will be watching the Bill Maher special that aired during season two of The Life and Times of Ali McBeal. We'll be watching that and doing a special bonus episode reacting yes, to, to that, that for patrons. So if you are not a patron and you want to get your hands on that stuff, sign up at patreon there's only one thing to do at patreon yeah and um, you just from as little as a dollar you will get access to all of that and you will also continue to get early access to all of our regular episodes and we're planning all sorts of fun exciting extra stuff for season three as well so yeah now's a good time to get on board yes but yeah i guess until next time for our season two wrap-up yeah,
1: and oh also
0: have a Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful time. Yes. Enjoy your turkey leftovers. We will. And uh, yeah, we definitely <laughs> will. So until next year,
2: bye Gones!
1: How can you stop the rain? To fall? Uh How, tell me
2: how, can you stop, for a sun from shining, what makes the world